I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Coming up on this episode of Headphones Neil Reviews, I share my thoughts on some trailers that were released and a cool bit of information regarding a film coming later in 2021. The Halloween horror season has begun with the start of a couple seasons of tv shows and i review a recent vacation i took and a trilogy of films related to a review that i recently did so let's get this episode started it's headphones nail very special episode of the podcast so you know i have noticed a drop in regular reviews for over the past about a week and a half and that's partly because i have been on vacation um it was an impromptu vacation at that but i thought i would um start off the return to podcasting with a recap of some content that was announced and released um then um share my initial thoughts on a couple of tv season um or TV show seasons that have just started and then rounded out with a review of said vacation and a trilogy of films I just watched. So this is kind of going to be a return, a one-off return to the hodgepodge style of um, reviews that I did kind of around the time when the COVID pandemic started. So um, to start it off, I'm going to share my thoughts on a couple of uh, trailers and an announcement that was recently made. So as far as the first trailer goes, we got the a tr- uh, teaser trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home, and overall it was a very intriguing trailer as far as I was concerned because we get the, or it looks like we're going to get deal with the fallout of um, Spider-Man's fight with, um, or from the last film as far as his fight with the main villain, and I'm already drawing a blank on the name. So he goes to Doctor Strange to see about making people forget who that his who he is and whose secret identity is and all of that. Um, but that messes too much with the timeline because he wants to make exceptions, and so that results in what looks like the introduction of um, the Green Goblin and Doctor Octopus at least. So potentially the same. Um, character or the same actress who played them in the Tobey Maguire trilogy of Spider-Man films at least from the looks of Dr. Octopus so we'll see how that goes but overall that reveal of Dr. Octopus was very intriguing because I liked him as a character 
and his portrayal in the I think it was Spider-Man 2 so um, overall I can't wait to see that see that film um, I actually didn't check when that's coming out but um, in general I am intrigued with that um, so doing a quick um, search of it it does look like Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out in 2021 um, it says expected December 17th, so we'll see if they hold to that or um, if the COVID pandemic um, changes anything as far as release schedules go. Um, as far as the other trailer goes, we did get a trailer for um, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, so it looks like it's going to encompass the um, series of nine Star Wars films. Um, relating to the Skywalkers, so um, an interesting Android and iOS game there, but it looks like it will be available for both platforms, and um, it's expected to release in Q1 of 2022, so coming very soon. Um, but nothing much to say, it's basically the Skywalker saga, but in Lego form. But my only, um, my only um, hiccup in that is that from reading from the reviews of the prior Lego games, is that they're not gen they're generally not very well made, and then they're not they haven't been updated in some time to deal with more modern Android um, versions. From what it looks like, especially coming in as an Android user, so I'm kind of hesitant to say that it's going to definitely be a good game. Um, it, so it depends on how the playback is, but in general, from what I could tell. Um, the visuals look good, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out hope that it will be a good game. Um, but visually, it looks interesting as far as Lego and or mixing Lego and Star Wars. So um, that is a particular note there. Um, and then to round it out, we got a pretty cool announcement as far as the Matrix Four goes, which looks like it's at the moment going to be still released in December of 2021. So the name of the film is going to be The Matrix Resurrections, and it's going to deal with um, Neo still being alive but forgetting that he is the one and ever, having ever met Trinity and Morpheus. So we'll see how that all comes into play and come into effect. So um, in general, being a Matrix fan and enjoying the trilogy of films, I can't wait to see how they deal with this. And I'm glad that they have um, um, what's his name returning as Morpheus and potentially um, the same character playing Trinity. So we'll see how that goes. The main difference is that uh, Morpheus is going to be played by somebody else. Um, and that makes sense because he is playing a younger um, Morpheus. But I'm curious to see why they didn't decide to de-age um, the same character. But in general, I'm still not a big fan of de-aging. But I'm hit or miss just because sometimes they do a good job. Sometimes not as good of a good job. So like for example, the good, uh, examples of good jobs are I think are uh, Michael Douglas in the Ant-Man films and or Avengers basically in the MCU when they DH him and um, Tarkin in Rogue One but then bad examples are of course uh, Princess Leia in Rogue One and that's the one that main one that comes to mind Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian I want to say it was okay it was basically really the eyes that were kind of dead eyes but I recently watched the Mandalorian gallery art of the making or whatever it's called and I'm gonna go back and rewatch 
um, both seasons of the Mandalorian to see if that still holds up as far as the dead eyes thing. But knowing some of the background of it, um, or now that I know some of the background of it, I want to see if that changes my perspective. But um, in general, I'm not against de-aging, but I'm curious to see when they do have iterations of that technology to see if they're able to improve it. But that's neither here nor there, so um, I can't wait to see the actual trailer for the film. Um, as of this recording, it hasn't been released, or at least the trailer that they showed at CinemaCon 2021 hasn't been put out, as far as I could tell, on the internet or on YouTube or anything like that. So we'll see. Um, or I'll probably do a, a follow-up review if they do drop that trailer. Um, or whenever they drop their trailer, so I'm sure if it's still going to come out in December, they're going to release that trailer to um, garner interest in the film. So that's all there is for that. So with that, I'm going to um, jump into my initial thoughts of the um, horror TV show seasons that started this week. So the first show that started um, as of last Sunday, about a week prior to this recording, is the final season of The Walking Dead, season 11. So we have the main, or the main draw is that we now have Maggie and her crew returning to the rest, or returning with the rest of the survivors at Alexandria and the various camps to help them rebuild and get supplies and essentially rebuild after all the events of the prior couple of seasons so um i'm gonna do a review once the season ends to get a general to do a general review of the season and the show as long as the season continues to be the final season of the show um i'm putting that asterisk there just because that's my memory that it's the last season but i can't remember for sure um, but in any, any case, um, once the season ends, I'm going to do a full review there just to see how they round out this particular episode, how they deal with the full return of Maggie and what the ultimate outcome is to see what they um, do if they try to introduce. Or, I mean, it sounds like they're going to introduce maybe potentially new villains or where what happened to Rick and the helicopters and round out all the loose ends of the show of um, things that haven't been resolved yet so that's kind of why I'm holding off on my final review um, in general I've enjoyed the show I haven't minded the various villains and the ups and downs of the show I mean that's that's in general expected to happen so for I know for a lot of people that hasn't been something that's um, the show hasn't been something that's lived up to expectations and for me not having read any of the comics i've been okay with the pacing i think in the middle of the um whisper storyline is where it kind of felt slow but um even then they ended up resolving it pretty easily and straightforwardly enough so um overall it didn't end too poorly and i'm and so far enjoying the standoffishness um between the characters of Maggie and Negan, so um, if you've seen the season premiere, the first part of the of, se- of the season premiere, then you'll know what I'm talking about. So I'm holding, continuing to hold out hope that they'll be able to end the show 
well, but we will see by the end of the season. And then um, the other show that started up is season 10 of American Horror Story. So I haven't actually watched the um, season premiere episodes, um, episodes one and two, so I'll be watching that soon. But same thing there, I'm going to hold off the review until the end of the show to see what they do. But in general, it's going to be a two-part um, season where the first half and I didn't actually make a note of this or, or I'll say well, half of it is in the sea and half of it's in the land and it deals with a writer who's trying to write a book and strange things start to happen so it feels based on just the summary that it's going to be very Shining-esque where you have where it seems like it's going to mimic that very nicely so we'll see how that goes but and I think the other similar show is I want to say Room 142 or something like that. I think it's the movie with John Cusack and maybe Samuel L. Jackson, if memory serves, something like that. I forget what the exact movie is called, but basically uh, the season 10 of American Horror Story looks like it's it's basically going to deal with a writer trying to overcome writer's block, his writer's block with his family, and part of it's going to deal with the sea and the land. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm... kind of intrigued with this particular season so i'm curious to see what they do there so that's all there is for um those introductions um not much to say there just i just wanted to give that quick update as far as uh reviews that are going to be coming down the pipeline for whenever those seasons end if there are or if they do end the season like and do a mid-season finale before the end of 2021 then i will split up the reviews and do give my thoughts at the end of or whenever they do have those mid-season finales and then do a full season review when that happens in 2022 but um that's kind of the thought process there so with that i'm going to round out this episode with my final reviews so I just after doing my medical strike watch through of Stargate SG One, it made me want to rewatch the Stargate films. So the original Stargate, then Arc, the Arc of Truth, and then round it out with Continuum to see if the films hold up um, as being films on their own, and in general how they hold up in general as far as being films related to the Stargate SG One um, franchise, and in general. The only film that really holds up on its own is the original Stargate film because it was a launching pad for the rest of the Stargate universe. Um, Not the show, the franchise as a whole. The other two movies, though, rely on having watched um, Stargate SG-1 through Season 8 and then um, having watched or knowing about Seasons 9 and 10 and the Ori, the Orisai played by Matt Morena Baccarat and all of that, um, Vala and her, the falling out with her husband, the stones that um, teleport you into other people's body and stuff like that. So the Arc of Truth doesn't hold much importance unless you've seen, I want to say at least episode not, or Season 9, because there's enough in that to make you want to see the film but then i think there's a bit of an overlap as far as the episodes go so it's kind of strange there and then continuum kind of rehashes the i want to say the end of or somewhere around season seven to eight where the team has to go back in time to get the zero point module and um daniel gets stuck because they're found out about it and then their future alternate selves have to come back in time to restore the timeline and all of that so continuum kind of deals with that 
and rounds out the rounds out Ball and his clones, um, and then restoring a timeline their timeline again. So the or, or continuum kind of is the film version of that. So I don't know. Continue. It didn't. So if you prefer the original. Stargate SG-1 um, crew with um, Colonel O'Neill and Samantha Carter and Teal'c and Daniel Jackson, then the season 7 to 8 version is good. If you prefer um, General Landry and Colonel Mitchell um, and then Samantha Carter and Daniel Jackson and Teal'c, then the Continuum film version is going to be the preferred way to go. So basically after Arc of Truth, Continuum didn't really feel like it was going out of the box to accomplish anything or do anything special where they could have set it up as a means to um, uncovering the origins of the ancients and they could have continued the show even longer or left it all alone and um, maybe even tied it better with the um, Lost City of Atlantis to tie in Stargate Atlantis and Stargate Universe where they ultimately figure out um, more about the um, seed ship for the Stargates, um, more information about why the uh, City of Atlantis was built aside from being the crown jewel of the, Atl- of the ancient empire um, and basically tie it all together so for me continuum was an okay film but it was a film that didn't really need to be made so in my opinion it's it's as far as watcher passing the film films um stargate is a definite watch because it's the um, kickoff to the entire franchise arc of truth is kind of in the middle um it's i would say watch to have a kind of um launching point so that if you listen to my review for Stargate SG-1 then Arc of Truth is a decent enough film between seasons 8 and 9 to make it the launching point for um, seasons 9 and 10 and the whole story arc with Ori and all of that Um, it fills in the backstory like if you watch Arc of Truth and then seasons 9 and 10 then it fills in the seasons 9 and 10 will fill in all the backstory for the Ori the rise of the Ori the um all the backstory between Vala and her husband um, and all of that so that kind of works there but then Continuum is basically that duplicate in resolving Ball and his clones where since the ghouls are defeated that fine kind of if you basically is a two-part episode that could have been stuck in the middle of you know see in somewhere in seasons 9 and 10 um, or even you know somewhere in season 8 to round that out or something like that where you combine all the events and make the end of season eight um finding the zero point module but then having been discovered by ball or find some um leftover information by ball to resolve that and take care of that so um it's kind of a missed opportunity but because there have been a lot of random rumors rising up as far as a new stargate show um, in my opinion, a new and I think I said this in my Stargate SG-1 medical strike review, is that a good next Stargate show would be about the rise and ultimate fall of the um, ancient empire. 
how they came up with the Stargate system, the more information about the seed ships, the plague that wiped them out, wiped them out how or their meeting, and then include things like their meeting with the Asgard and the Nox and various other races, how they seeded the various planets, um, and then ultimately created um, Atlantis to be their crown jewel. But because of the plague, potentially because of the race, um, uh, deal with their downfall. And, ha and what happened with all the seed ships and why they're no longer there and tied into the Antarctica base on Earth and things like that. So that's all there is for that. So like I said, in general, overall, the films are probably about a solid B. And because Stargate SG-1 fills in a lot of the information and backstory, um, retroactively fixes some stuff and things like that, the films are not bad, but they're not great once you've watched Stargate SG-1. Um, so overall, the three films, I grade them at a B. Um, the original Stargate film, I'd probably give it about a B plus to an A minus. The Arc of Truth, I'd probably give it about a B to a B minus. It was okay. Not great, but it, at least it um, is a decent enough um, introduction to the Ori story arc. And Continuum, I would give about a C. It wasn't poorly done or badly acted or anything like that, in my opinion. It just wasn't a film that needed to be made. And it, like I said, it's a lost opportunity as far as um, potentially expanding the Stargate universe, even if they don't um, go into create a, you know another Stargate show as far as the Ancients or anything like that. They could have sent the team on a mission to... Um, uncover the a database for the ancients and because they don't have um, anyone handy or, or a ZPM to view the information about the ancient empire and their in directory or anything like that they're unable to view the information until kind of like the start of SG-1 they get at a zero point module and they're able to view that information and they start a series to show various events in the ancient history and timeline. So with that, I'm going to jump into a quick review of a recent vacation I took to Cambria, California. So it was basically just a way to um, get away from things, relax, spend some time at the beach, um, take it easy and that sort of stuff. And so the reason I'm recommending going to Cambria is because number one, there is body reception. So um, if you want to get away from things, unplug from the internet, then it's definitely a place to visit. It's a small seaside town with very little to do. So you don't, in my opinion, especially if you're not going to do any scenic drives or anything like that, you don't need more than two to three days, depending on how far you live from town. Or even if you're doing a nationwide road trip, then you're not going to have to go. You don't have to spend too much time there. So I would say two days is enough. So, but if you are going to spend some time or do scenic drives from Big Sur, to, or sorry, from Cambria to Monterey, then I would say uh, four days is enough. Um, so if you're driving from Northern or Southern California, you do need about half a day to drive from where you're leaving from to to get to Cambria so if, let's say either San Francisco or San Diego and then the return trip is about half a day so that's one day there um, I would say for another day um, it would be the scenic drive to from big from Cambria to Big Sur notably because the drive on highway 1 is very curvy and it does take a lot of time so I would say about two and a half to three hours just for the drive and then if you plan to stop at various trails um, and go on those trails to check out waterfalls and campsites and things like that 
then that's going to take some time um, and especially if you're going to stop at places like the Bixby Creek Bridge to check out the overlook then basically if it's a stop and go you do need you know two and a half to three hours to drive one way um, stopping time you know another couple of hours at least to walk on the trails if you do like the short half mile to mile trails like at um, the McWave, McWave Falls Trail or um, the Pfeiffer Beach the Pfeiffer Falls Trail which is I think two miles round trip so that's another about hour to hour and a half and then the drive back whether you come back down on the one or if you take the 101 from Monterey back to Cambria so that's another couple two to three two and a half to three hours so your day is basically spent there and also depending on when you start it will also take time but still if you're gonna take that trip regard if you take your lunch that will save you some time but if you're gonna stop for lunch in um Monterey or one of the surrounding cities and you'll need some time there as well um so otherwise things like um wine tasting as well so basically back to Cambria for the rest of the couple of days basically you know waking up relaxing you don't have to wake up you know at 6 a.m mostly because if you go around July to August the sun doesn't really come out until about 11 o'clock to 11 to 12 o'clock so um Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Essentially, the day you get there, if you are going in from San Francisco or San Diego, I would recommend doing the wine tasting or going on the Moonstone Beach Landing Boardwalk in either direction. It's about a mile to mile and a half round trip, so not too bad there. Um, and then 
you know, having some dinner, whether it's in your, whether it's um, picking something up, bringing something in with you on your trip, so you don't have to get anything. Um, but I would recommend doing the wine tasting that first night. So the second day that you're there, you can spend some time time in the shops. Um, so the, it is split into two sections. There's uh, Main Street East and Main Street West. Uh, Main Street West has some of the better shops, I want to say. They're more individual. Um, they're smaller, but they're, they have a more variety. Um, in Main Street East is where you're going to have uh, more of the food options. Like it's more of the downtown, quote, downtown area where you do have um, a couple of more restaurants, like a Mexican restaurant, Italian, another pizza place, but you do also, and like a breakfast place and things like that. But the notable place here is the, a place called the shops at, I think, Garden Walk, something like that where you do have a lot of trinkets and plants and things like that which was notable a very pretty um area there so in general that's going to be another you know half day to a day depending on so essentially if you're staying in on a moonstone landing on that boardwalk area then you can walk from there to the gardener shops which is about two miles one way so four miles round trip and then the walking up and down in the shops and all that so if you stop to eat you know if you go there for bread walk there grab some breakfast and then walk around at the shops grab some lunch and then head have some dinner as well then um you can essentially just pull out the day um or if you have breakfast you know at your hotel and then head there for the shopping and then lunch and dinner that works as well i do recommend getting back to your hotel room by before sunset just because the sunset over the ocean is very beautiful so um in the link for this or in the show notes for this episode you will be able to see the um a playlist i created which is on um youtube that has some of the videos from the area so um the animals are pretty chill so i was able to record a squirrel eating i recorded a quick video of those shops at those garden shops so you can see kind of how relaxing of an atmosphere it is some good music and then a couple of time-lapse sunsets which were about 25 to 30 minutes long um time-lapse down to about four to four and a half minutes but overall very relaxing very pretty so definitely worth a watch there um but and then a, a quick look at the trail on moonstone land on the moonstone landing boardwalk so you kind of get an idea of how that looks but in general, once you do that, that's the bulk of that. Um, and then, basically, essentially, that's the bulk of your time. So for so for me, I drove there Saturday morning, got there um, about mid-afternoon on Saturday, um, walked on the boardwalk, um, and then Sunday was the drive from um, Cranberry to Monterey on Highway 1, ch- t- checked out the Mac of Muckway Falls, the Bixby's Creek Bridge, and then had lunch, and then we drove back, um, did some wine tasting that night, and had, um, oh, sorry, on Sunday night we had dinner in downtown, and we didn't really have spent too much time in the shops, but um, we just had di- uh, some dinner there, so I recommend um, Roundup Pizza, the friendly service, good, very good pizza. Um, and then for Monday, we spent time in the shops, going shopping, walking around there, um, and just taking it easy, having breakfast early in the morning. Um, and that evening, we did some wine tasting. Uh, we ha- did have uh, dinner at the Mexican restaurant, which was also very good. I can't pronounce the name, but I rec- it's the one in Main Street East, so definitely worth checking out there. Um, 
and then Tuesday morning was we is when we left. So we basically just had some breakfast, um, packed up, headed back, um, and we were back by back home by. Um, I think we left right around lunchtime, and we were home by um, Tuesday evening. So basically, um, didn't really wake up early too many of the times of the day. Uh, we were able to do the walk on the boardwalk a couple of times. Uh, go shopping and check out everything there. Um, I was able to see the sunset twice so and record that, so definitely worth checking out there. And overall, it was just a very quiet and relaxing time. So there was Wi-Fi, and then um, there was Wi-Fi in the hotel. So um, you know, catch up on things like emails and stuff like that. But didn't take a laptop or anything like that to get tempted by work or do anything serious while I was there. And in general, it was a very nice getaway to unwind for a couple of days and um, take it easy so if you're in if you live in California and you want to get away for a couple of days Cambria is definitely a place to go um, especially since it's so it's relatively easy to get to the drive is a bit long but once you get there um, downtown is easy to get to and walk to and fro to there and back so you don't have to um, drive a lot if you don't want to. You can drive into um, downtown if you want, um, but it is not required. Um, and then leaving, of course, nobody wants to leave from a vacation, so that is, of course, the um, flip side to that. But once you are relaxed, you do want to end up going home, but you don't need more than a couple of days to check out the area. And of course, if you're researching the town, the one thing that does keep coming up is something called Nitwit bridge that some guy made using trinkets and garbage to kind of be the anti-hearse castle so i was i did show up there to check it out but i didn't really feel like going in it felt like the start of a horror film so um there were other people who showed up to check it out and considered going on the tour but nobody really felt up for it so we all left um, but you are close to Hearst Castle, so if you do have an extra day or a couple of free hours and you're able to book a tour when they reopen, then Hearst Castle is only like five or to seven miles away. So if you want to check that out, you can. Or if you have a free afternoon or even potentially if you leave early enough on one day to um, go to Monterey and you get back on time. Or if you schedule the tour early enough at Hearst Castle, then that can potentially all be done in one day. Um, so I would, I would recommend Hearst Castle over um, Nitwit Ridge. It's, I mean, you can check it out from the outside, but that's all the real... It's kind of like a random visiting factor, but beyond that, that's really all that is interesting about that place. So that's all there is for this particular review. So um, if you have any questions, comments, feedback of anything I reviewed in this episode, you can find me on Twitter at PatelN01. The website is headphonesneal.reviews for past episodes, subscription links, supporting the show, and all of that good stuff. And of course, if you are a supporter of the show on Patreon, at patreon.com slash PatelN01, then you'll not only get the... Um, YouTube playlist for the videos I took while in Cambria, but you'll also get the photo gallery of all the pictures I took, so you can check out um, the high, higher quality um, pictures than what you see in the artwork for the episode. So, um, again, that can, the Patreon is patreon.com slash battalion01, and the website is headphonesneal.reviews. But thanks for tuning into this particular episode, and until next time.